Yeah, I don't like the yellow. It's, it's, just shut the fuck up, guys. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? It's not recording. Let's go, Chuck. Okay, ready? Go. Mmm. Brew review. Mmm. Brew review. Mmm. Brew review. All right. The fourth episode of The Brew Review, and it's a fucking doozy. It is the Oscar special. Sean, I will put my beer wherever I want. You will put your moving beer, my beer down around on the fucking it, right, We have an Oscar right special location, here. Can, right? you, can you let me Don't introduce fuck around. the Oscar special right. here? We are all doing right, the best picture winner for 2015, which is Birdman by a Mexican... I don't even know if he's a Mexican-American. Mexican? Well, did he, he get his green card? I'm not sure. I'm going to say Mexican-American Sean Penn because the Americans try to, to take credit much. for everybody. Yeah. But whatever. Best you can be winner. Mexican and not have also your green best card. director. In fact, most Mexicans do not have their green card. I'm just saying what Sean Penn See? That's truth, brother. <laughs> All we're trying to say is we're up on our current events. And I think I think Birdman won, what, four or five Oscars? Best director and best picture. It's only was a best cinematography. Best cinematography. It's the Top only three that right really there. Matter for Top three right there. Director's name Alejandro Gonzalez Irarito or something like that. I don't <laughs> fucking know. I'm not a Spanish major. But it's, it's close, close enough, enough for to me. Italian. You close, know? Yeah, but that's that's close All enough right. that I'm gonna say right. and pronounce it. What am I drinking? Well, I've been drinking a lot today. Uh, I started drinking. I went back to college mode as Aaron did a few few podcasts ago, but I I thought I went back to college for Civil War games. I've been drinking Bud Lights, Buds, Bud Light Limes, which is terrible. Oh, yeah. You're doing the diesel. You're doing the hard And now I decided I want some diesel after a couple of Guinnesses, and I had to go back to some sort of normalcy. Guinnesses and some scotches, but now I'm drinking, I've been drinking Bud Light and Bud Diesel. There was a long mixture for of the, today. For the movie and the podcast, so. Mm-hmm. I went back to straight up American and I guess now Belgian because they own it. But so, you drink it, so yeah, th- no, well, this this has been this was our this is our latest, meaning the uh, latest at night that we are recording. So this is uh, you know quite possibly the drunkest we will be. Nah, I don't think. Well, that's not, that, that might not that two, might not Sean that might not no 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 episode one I was <laughs> quite intoxicated. Well, what do you got going uh, on? But then? I have uh, I've been drinking Guinness all night as per usual. Uh, have you have you strayed at all from the Guinness this evening? I had some of Dom's, uh, some of the Scotch earlier. Yeah, which yeah, was, yeah. We uh, were trying to we were trying to get home to the, oh, uh, the bar podcast, yeah, yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. going but that, That's the only quickly. deviation I've had so right. far. I, I think I was just trying to tell it on it. So I was getting too drunk too quick, so I had to get Sean to help me out. All right, Brett, what are you drinking? Uh, we had a quick change uh, from in office Budweiser, then to uh, a lot many a Guinness Guinness at the uh, bar earlier, and then now uh, drinking some classic. Coors Banquet beers. The Beige Coors Banquet. 20, you don't uh, see that very it's often. A, it's a real man's man drink. Beers. It's a great beer. <laughs> Shout out to uh, uh, W. Briggs Thompson. Um, Aaron, what you got over there? Well, I started with a couple Dayquils at work and then had a hot toddy. <laughs> Where do you have a hot toddy? Oh, I put some whiskey in my tea uh, at work and then uh, switched over to beer. That's how you get sick. And, and yeah, well, no, the alcohol kills the germs. So yes, 
I, I yeah, you don't sound quite that. normal, but you know what? It's a radio we voice. are ride or die. We are fucking ride or die here. <laughs> no, so what we figured out we we figured out that this is the best best uh, deal in the city. These PBRs. Yeah, it's a twenty-four ounce can of PBR for two dollars. Two dollars, <laughs> which would make a six dollar six pack. So I don't think you can get that. Is a than that. fucking steal. But there's nothing better to me than just a bottle, bud. I disagree. I mean, maybe I'm just like going back to like Sam Elliott. Nah, I much rather prefer a 24 ounce and like the Roadhouse or the PBR. Than I just, that's bottle. what I like. I just like <laughs> a bottle, but right. yeah. what are you gonna do? Got it. Yeah. Well, anyway, we're reviewing a best fucking pitcher winner. That's that's exciting. I think it's exciting. I was excited to see this movie. I actually was the only one out of the four of us to not see this movie before tonight, and I will say I wasn't disappointed. I was extremely surprised. Uh, even after seeing a lot of hype about it, a lot of fuck you, Sean, for moving my beer again. Uh, a lot of fucking trailers about it. I was still surprised about how the movie went. So let's get right into it. And I want to talk about the opening scene. A few things happened. And I want to get your guys' opinion on it. So as soon as it begins, you see a dude pretty much get injured right in the head. Gets hit right in the head with some fucking shit falling off of Boom, on purpose. Uh, you have the alter ego, dark voice. What's well, uh, Birdman's voice. Bearman's voice, which is I always I I wrote in my notes here, Beetlejuice's Beetlejuice's. Yeah, voice. but he, who, nope. do th- who do you think is voicing that? Keaton. That's you, think, Keaton. you think Keaton is actually Keaton voicing? Doing a oh, that was of he's Batman. doing the he's doing the Batman voice in that. Okay. And Beetlejuice. It was definitely Keaton. <laughs> Beetle However, Juice. Dom claims that it was exactly the Beetlejuice voice, and I think it's very different than the Beetlejuice. Well, voice. I mean, me saying exactly was definitely an inebriated call, mm. but it's very close. I would say it's a pretty close. It's, it's a mixture it's between a, the Beetlejuice voice and the I Batman would agree voice. with that. Now, but I wouldn't long. call it. Later, yes. But I wouldn't call it the same as either of those voices. It was a unique voice. I think it was. I think it's closer to the uh, Christian yeah, Bale Batman yeah. voice. Yes, entirely. You know, but uh, you know, it's Ke- you know Keaton did Batman. You know, it, it's it's sort yeah, of an yeah. homage. And, well, and you know, and also as they mentioned, like you know, they mentioned the last time he did the Birdman film in '92, which is when Batman Returns came out. That Keaton was also in that ninety that same year in the movie. Yeah, there was a lot of, uh, and this is not breaking down any barriers to say this, but a lot of the madness of this film between oh, Keaton's you sound life like such an asshole right now. and and the you know you knew the film so it was very hard to no, I just mean it was his, easy his to make comparisons. Sound. <laughs> his nasal sound, yeah. I mean I'm the one that has a nose here, but I'm Dom's Birdman voice for this <laughs> podcast. The yeah, the first of all clearly it's Michael Keaton's voice. I don't care what anybody says. It's fucking Michael Keaton. Second of all, I agree that it wasn't exactly Beetlejuice's voice. It's pretty fucking close. It's pretty fucking close if you watch Beetlejuice. Third is, clearly they're making connections. Why Michael Keaton was perfect, per- perfect for this fucking role is it's his career to some degree. Entirely. Other than, uh, what was that one where he played... Can't like live a off a multi- multiplicity? Like, no, no, that was great. Mr. Bomb? One, it was actually a good movie where he played like a serial killer uh, with Andy Garcia. You're he, better than this. Has nobody seen this fucking movie? You used to know movie trivia. You're <laughs> such a dickhead. Now you're just grasping at straws. He is, Andy Garcia has a son who has leukemia and the only fucking bone marrow match is Michael Keaton. He's a serial killer in prison but he's like a genius. 
used to you be know, a regular yeah, IMDb. One of the audience will know, though, to correct me. I thought I knew Michael Keane's uh, work of work. Uh, but body of I, work. I do, yeah, body of uh, Filmography. I do, I do remember that now. Alexa. And that's surprising me. This guy's so drunk, he well, can't What can I talk. ask Alexa? Something like this. Just a poor decision for you to ask right now. Yeah, I got, I got to know more details, I guess. No. All right, I'll ask later. I'll it's all right. Later. We're going to edit this out later, guys. Oh, absolutely Tell not. Tell Alexa Alexa, stop. That's our assistant, Alexa. She's a cunt, but still. She doesn't know when to stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> all right. The I want to talk a little bit more about the... I kind of skipped right to the sex scene with Ed Norton. Where he had the boner, because I thought that was fucking hilarious. And Ed Norton was a real treat in this fucking movie. Oh, yeah. In my opinion. He really made this movie what it is. So I wanted to talk a little bit about that. And a little bit about the double, triple meeting. Because I think he was a very big driver of, like, what it means to be an actor and go on Broadway, but still try to be an actor. Oh, I think entirely. I think think it wasn't only only a... uh... You know, a thing about Michael Keaton and his yeah. real world life, but also well, about Norton. Can we talk real yeah. quickly, before we get into that serious discussion, about the sex scene with Norton? You know, we brought up MPH at the Oscars <laughs> and whether or not he stuffed his pants. Norton got up there with a pretty big rod. It's a huge rod. Do you think that was stuffed? It's a great looking penis. I wouldn't put... I, I'm just saying for myself, I might be biased because I'm a big Ed Norton fan. I would not put it past Ed Norton for him to have an 8-inch penis. I was going to say the same thing. I don't think he stuffed that. He could clearly have an eight-inch penis, and I wouldn't blink twice. I'd be like, Which, that makes total sense for the girls he's banged. Salma Hayek. Why he's famous. After seeing him stomp he totally heads has on like a curb. Eight inch penis. I agree. Yeah, it's probably now, that thing. leads into the whole discussion of the double, triple entendres of all this, you know, the acting language. Does he have language. a real eight-inch penis? Yeah. I, I think he was playing a lot of himself in this role. Maybe the the movie's very meta. You know, you're you know talking about well, that's the whole know, acting thing. in general. That's why it won Best Picture. E- even e- even like like yeah, Na- they're, Naomi they're Watts. Even Naomi Watts after that whole after that whole scene is like, I just want somebody to tell me that that I've made it, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, All of them. Which, every which is, every which single is, character is almost about the meta ness. Right, of right. It. But the other thing is that. In life, nobody will ever tell you that you've made it. Except for yourself. The journey is where it's at. Sean, you know? Sean. The journey Sean. is where it's at. Sean. The end goal is, is not where it's at. Sean, All right? you've made it. No, no, I don't believe that. If this is, if this is, if this is my peak, then I've fucked up. That's hey, what I think. Hey, hey. Yeah. But this is fucking a good peak. Boom. Clink. <laughs> the guys I knew never used to do this self-congratulatory <laughs> bullshit. Exactly, no, but, exactly. That's exactly what I mean. Like. If you're going to watch this movie, the entire movie is a double or triple meaning about being an actor or being in the limelight and what it means and the insecurities of that. This is the entire fucking movie. Every single part of this Emma Stone's character, the daughter of Birdman, Michael Keaton, Ed Norton. The bitches on Broadway trying to be famous. Did you see the oh. uh, the sign in his mirror that said, a thing is just a thing, it's not what's said of the thing? I did not see that, but you sound like Birdman right now. I can't take you seriously. And you also have a fucking Christmas tree shirt on that I can't even... It's like red and green. It's called flannel. You look like a fucking lumber sucker well, right now. So anyway, when it, but it comes with that. It's just just some- call me Jerry. I said just when it comes with that. I didn't call you Jerry. If I want to call you Jerry, I'd fucking call you George instead. But it's just a bunch of fucking self-loving crap that 
I don't really care for the actual real meaning. I just, I'm, I, I find it fascinating when they do do it, like, you know, to do that. And they're like, oh, I, I, I do enjoy how well you put it together to show that other part, to make that double enchanter. But I don't like you actually trying to make the, the actual reference itself. The fact of making the reference and doing the reference successfully, but the fact that you're making the reference, I was like, I don't really give a shit. Well, we it, talked it, about it's a few more things. about just actually connecting it all together. I, I don't know if it was you or Sean or whatever, but we talked about like the first 20 minutes or so, they're acting like they're acting, which is right. not, and it's not in a bad way. Like, meaning they in in the opening scene they are are doing their lines with very few people in the like only the producers etc in the yeah. audience and they made it very uh believable that they were uh acting like they're acting meaning that that they're they're playing lines but they're really it, well the whole you know, scene when he talks meaning, about like oh my father was actually drunk and he's just fucking with ed norton the entire time was a perfect example of that. Right, right. right. No, like, no, no. Well, but what I mean is, like, uh, it, it's it's very believable that that they were doing lines, etc. Uh, like, lines. you know, yeah. I don't in know. Their... I agree. I don't know what that is. That there's a certain cadence to actors on stage. That's like even a good actor just has a different cadence on stage as they do in a film. Where... Just makes me not really enjoy right. yeah, Broadway. Yeah, I, I, I takes and... me out of it. And right, yeah. because because it's not. It, it doesn't feel real well that's exactly. like, to guess, me that's but... like the biggest thing about this entire movie which is why i think the academy ate it up is that f part of it where it's like it's making fun of the acting of the actors it's also it making fun of it. i don't think it's but it's bringing it to light a little bit well right? just bringing the insecurity of it it's bringing the entire it's undressing sure. it right it's undressing sure. it for them you, you start talking about the struggles of typecasting which everyone knows about but no one really talks about in a movie yeah. Really, when you think about it. And then you talk about just, which everyone knows about now with Heath Ledger and all that other, and Robin Williams, just depression of actors. Yeah. This movie brings all that shit to surface in a kind of, I don't want to say fun way, but in a... Without not, making it a depressing... Without making it like, I want to yeah. actually fucking kill myself way, you know, but... I, I, I mean, thought... th this was this was a, this was a, uh, not a... This was this did have some comedy, but it was a very serious. Oh, it's movie not a same. comedy yeah. at all. Th this has some but humor to it, it, but very well yeah, done. Yeah. yeah, I thought the best scene was fifteen minutes in when Norton first comes on and he makes uh, what you know Birdman go through yeah. his like de uh, what's the word I'm looking for. But he remembers all he his lines. He breaks down that scene yeah. and, he, and he sort of he like makes gets him act, scene, act, deconstructs yeah. the scene and, and like bringing it down from those four lines, yeah, meaning just, the same thing to one. This is something that I can see Ed Norton doing in real life, right? You know, yeah. it just, the whole scene just played like it was a powerful, uh, well, yeah. well acted scene. Well, that's why it's a. That's why I think they poke fun at actually acting because you want to think of like when they're on the roof, when Ed Norton's on the roof with Emma Stone, and she basically kind of calls him out to doing the truth or dare scene or whatever. And she's like, you know... Dare you says, smell my finger. <laughs> well, I, we were saying some dirty shit when she was... We were like, say dare! Oh, she was say dare. loving it! She was loving it! Good yeah, she wanted that dick. Yeah. We all know that. Yeah, definitely. But when he was like, he would always say truth, and she would ask some real questions or whatever. And the whole thing, and she was just when like... Had some comebacks for that truth. She, yeah, she was always I'd like... rip out your eyes. She was like, why are you not afraid, or are you afraid, or why are you not afraid of me, or whatever? And, he was, and his answer was like, I'm not afraid on stage, but I'm afraid in real life kind of thing. And, it, and once again, it gives you kind of that feeling of 
Are you afraid in real life, Tom? I'm not, but actors have that kind of insecurity and shit like that that always comes out. And I think they could consistently went back to that in the movie, right? And in reality, at that scene, I just think he wanted to bang Emma Stone, which is what I would have wanted to do in that scene. Yeah, I mean... I'll put my name on that list. I mean, all four of us. It's really surprising. No, it's not I would surprising. Not. That's not surprising. Oh, I would not like to. Oh. oh, you would not like well, to. Well, and then I wouldn't actively not like to, but I'm not <laughs> signing up to do it. So you would actively like to. Given the choice, I would have gone for the other brunette in the in the. Oh yeah. The, oh yeah. The, She's a poser. Who was She's the a other fucking. Brunette? I don't know. The her one name. that the one that's jealous. No as name hell. actress. The one that's jealous of uh that 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 had the miscarriage. The one that actually had Michael Keaton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, no. But Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton is all about hey. You're beautiful and talented to, to Naomi Watts, and the brunette chick is super jealous. You know, I put yeah. I know, I put Naomi Campbell. Naomi Campbell. <laughs> but it's like no, 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 but, but what I suspect is that uh, she completely fabricated the entire uh, child scenario, the, chi- the child situation. I don't know if she did or not. I don't think she did. She kind of comments at the end that her body's like not made for this. Yeah. No, no, well, no, meaning really that, that that they're not meant to be parents together, which I agree no, with. She but also says like my body is is rejected, like like, like as yeah. if she was saying like, it physically. wasn't the first time yeah. that she had a miscarriage. Yeah, she got those titties for those childbearing. You know that she's you know she's good. <laughs> those but those tits were made for sucking. <laughs> Is what you're saying. Well, my yes, only watch exactly. tried, but they, they, yeah. Ed Norton interrupted. I fucking leave Shriver sucking the shit out of those. I'll tell you that much. Oh, I was. Wait, are we, are we mixing up the girls? Naomi Watts is the blonde chick. Yeah, but the girl who was talking about the body not being ready for babies yeah, was I the mean, no, well, no, They were no, making no. out together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right there, oh, so they became one. No, no, no. Yeah, they, they became one. Yeah, they Naomi became Watts one. doesn't have Aaron-style tits. <laughs> the brunette does. Uh, well, yeah. I want to I bring up the miscarriage a little bit because it was a little bit of an undertone in this movie. Who doesn't want to bring up miscarriages? <laughs> no, but I want to know, do you think that was there an ulterior motive? Like, why was that even in the film? Because he's Birdman, like, man. But my point was that my point was that like, I feel like that could not be in the film, and the film doesn't change. So what was the real? Yeah, because I'm getting someone pregnant. Because well, every film is going to have shit on the, the side is, to give it a little. Because depth. the the point is that even if he is a has been actor or you know is exactly. still is still you know somewhat relevant. Women will throw themselves at you, <laughs> and they, she wants a, a piece no, of that action. Just, you know, I think it was just to add a wrinkle of like, his he was losing money. The play's gonna fail. He's stabbing that, himself as an my actor. Take. Oh shit, my girlfriend's pregnant. Like, my thing, I think it was yeah, personally man. a mixture of all that shit. Like, since you're you, you know you're going so much for the double or triple entendres as you were talking about, like you're gonna have like you know even if you're not a well to do actor or, or not well to do even though you might not be good in the money wise anymore, but you were known, you're still gonna have girls come up to you. It also adds just an extra little side story to the movie. It adds a little more depth. It adds another problem that he might have been having in his life. It adds all that, you know, to, sh- to show all Well, that. I mean, my, my take on it was that there, though it's not necessarily a depressing movie, they play up the depression. And it just adds to, like, another problem in his life, another depression thing. That's the, that's the reason why I think they did it. But honestly, the movie is not any less depressing or anything. It doesn't change anything if you, if you take that out. One of the, I think, bright spots of the movie, or th- something that was hilarious, was the fight scene between him and Ed Norton. It just, like, fight it club? just comes out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, and he just fucking that. punches him right in the face. 
And it's a it's a horrible punch though. He's like an yeah. overhand like nineteen twenties exactly. style jab. It's true. Like you know I but I, I did like the setup in the I'm gonna fucking choke you out, bro. <laughs> so something like that. <laughs> and then the quick pan to the two yeah. stagehands watching. Just add to the to the well, it also humor. dovetails. Oh, how, I oh, oh, I think that's a good description of how they, you know, it's a seriousness, but how, oh, and all, or it's a drama. I wouldn't call it a comedy at all. Yeah. Well, there is a decent amount of comedy where, you know, where they do, do the hook pan to those two stagehands just to, like, lighten the scene, give it a little levity. It's, a, it's like almost you know, a dark it just comedy. Keeps it, whenever yeah. it gets dark, it, they always find a way to get a it a little night comedy. I they did, bring it in. I, mean, I did that. A perfect example is, you know, you have this depressing shit, and then he gets caught in the outside, and it's fucking robe and then he has to go through Times Square they actually underwear. filmed that by the way yeah. yeah and his underwear and then he comes in and he crushes that scene I mean yeah that scene is extremely well done yeah. when he's doing mm-hmm. it in the preview New York yeah but imagine being there in Times Square when <laughs> Michael, Michael Keaton King? runs by in his underwear I would have loved it I would have crushed that was like, that drumline there too at yeah, the same so they, time they hired uh, the you know the production company hired the drumline to be outside because they realized that well they want they, they couldn't fake Times Square and they couldn't do it at one time and not another so they had to get like a 9 p.m. shoot in the middle of Times Square whatever the time you know it could have been 10 p.m. or something like that so they hired the drumline to attract a majority of the crowd over to be filming them and paying attention to them so they could get him through so most of the people on the front line as he's running through Times Square are extras but the rest of everyone else of the crowd behind them are just normal people. Yeah. So if you look at the far faces of shocked reactions and cameras starting to come out, that is actual. That, that's because they're like, oh, that's Michael Keaton. Yeah, exactly. Not that's Birdman. Exactly. But like, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I think you bring up something that I wanted to bring up a while ago, but like just sort of the long shots in this movie. Yes. Long standing shots. Like, I. Long dicks, We long talked shots. about this a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not part of the long dick crew, but the long shots I can get behind is, is the best. Oh. The best director thing, the best director award, I think, is completely justified for this movie. I mean, to me, it was very a, a very different movie. The shots in there, even the close shots up, it's just not anything I've seen in the past I mean, four yeah. years. And cinematography, too, which yeah. they also got. They got the Oscar for, like, the, clear cut. The coordination that you have to have to, to pull off those shots, even though there's they're obviously, they use some some camera magic to do some jumps yeah. here and there. Like, there are, I don't know, 15-minute takes where well, everyone has to be on their mind. The mo- lighting, most the it, sound, everyone. I mean, yeah, yeah. A lot of it is uh, it is, it is that way. Uh, but a lot of it is tracking shots, meaning they, they will have cameras basically on like a, you know, like a mini... Uh, railroad track. track, yeah, yeah. And, and then so they can repeat that. There's over a little and conductor over. as well, who, right? Right. He yes, yes. The set going, choo, choo. I think he's like a monkey with a little hat. Actually, he's actually pretty cute. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but that is actually one of the, the one of the one of the things I'm very curious about is we, we we read a bunch of articles about you know how they film this and everything like that. But I am very curious. But they never mentioned how long the actual longest continuous shot is in reality. And I, I, I'd, I, I'd be very I'd be I'd very much like to know what that actually. I think there is. was. Legitimately, like fifteen. I don't know about that. Minutes. I don't know. I think. I, I think a lot that, of the ones I mean, like I don't know. There are a lot of obvious ones where, like you know, when they go one hundred eighty degrees in a hallway, you can clearly. Or they go in and out of the bar. They go in and out of the theater. Yeah, and, and you can clearly cuts. see they're switching there. But I think a lot of them too. Like there's a lot of other ones because realize you know they also did utilize a bunch of CGI, especially when he's flying and shit. Like there's a lot of ones like where it might go slightly to the side, 
when they were like going to the computer screens to show like what's on the uh, the feed there and stuff like that, yeah. where they could very easily make a new shot and we would just right. Know, but even okay, it. let's say it's seven minutes. There were much longer takes oh, yeah, than yeah, any yeah, other film, and everyone has to be so coordinated to make that happen. Oh, I mean, like, entirely. Like, my maybe, point maybe is, not as much as it's like a four real of True play. Detective. It's like a, you know, it's my, my point was I think all of us here collectively have seen all of the Oscar films, and by far that was the most original shooting and oh, yeah. original film that we've seen probably in the last and I, years. And I agree with most, yeah. almost all the nominations it got. Yeah. Uh, the last last thing I want to talk about is the the overarching entire theme of this movie is, is a huge allegory for suicide. Not to bring the fucking podcast down, but it's the truth. And, you know, I did think towards the end it started dragging a little bit. Probably the last 20, 30 minutes or so. You thought so. I thought so. I was got dragging? a lot of disagreement i just thought there was a lot of for me there was a lot of ending scenes and i was like okay this movie's ended now there were nope, honestly nope. when we were just watching right now this movie ended now you nope, every nope. time you you were saying like oh that that's how they're gonna end it and we're like no keep watching tom no I, and there was they, like three times in a row where we had to keep exactly and, and there was two watching. times where like no they should have ended there like they should have ended mm. there and uh, yeah i know and in my opinion and they would have probably been a lot better of endings yeah i mean yeah, this is your first time watching the rest of us. This is our second yeah, time watching. Yeah, I mean, that's just the way I, and, I, 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 I went mean, with and it. So I want to And this guys. being our second time, we still, I don't know. At I mean, least I fell I, asleep. I personally, yeah, you fell asleep this time. Aaron did but fall asleep. I personally did not think it was actually dragging at all. I, either time I've seen it. No, I didn't fall asleep because it was boring. I just drank. He too. has <laughs> a slight case of narcolepsy. He's fallen asleep on a stool in the middle of a bar before. But I mean, let's just, let's just recap. Old, old man syndrome. Let's recap this yeah. a little bit, right? So... I the entire ending, right? There's he comes into the end scene. He has a real gun. He tries to shoot himself, but he shoots his nose. Now is that on purpose? Of, yeah, there's a lot. Right, of, there's a lot you know, of meta. Like, is it on purpose? That, Did yeah, he that's really ambiguous. actually kill himself? And this is all like because it looks weird. like but, he's pointing at his head. But it's, let's go back to it for a second here, though. Before he goes, he shoots his nose off officially. Whether or not he wanted to shoot the nose the off, Scotty Pippen nose. Before no that, kn- Brett didn't know this, but we—he looked. It's a, an exact replica of Scotty Pippen. I noticed. I thought it just looked like an old Jewish man's nose, not Scotty Pippen. Yeah, it's Scotty Pippen. Nose. Well, either way, uh, I'm the Birdman. <laughs> <laughs> the soup is too hot. Uh, but before that, before he actually shot his nose off, there is also the part where he first went to jump off the roof. Yeah. Now that time, what do you think happened there? Because obviously in the movie, he does jump off after the guy talks him off, and then jumps off again. And goes flying away. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. I, 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 th- you know, I, th- I think what's actually what's happening there is that he did actually go up to a roof and then got that guy just legitimately talked him down. Yeah. But, I but you well, know. it's like in all the other scenes, like when he was telepathically throwing shit against the wall. Yeah. And Galifianakis yeah, yeah. walks in and really he was just throwing crashing shit in the hotel room. That's but, why. No. That's why that cab driver uh, was like, "Hey, you didn't p- fucking pay me." Right. What, because what, he what, took the cab. Yeah, because he took the cab. Well, yeah, that's exactly. my point. Is like, so, so he, but, does but, he actually commit suicide? Oh, at the very end? Is that at, what we're going in this for? Movie, in this movie. Does at the very end, yes. At the very so. end, yes, I think so. But then why is Emma Stone looking up smiling? Well, it's at the very Well, it, maybe because she sees him dead and realizes yeah. he's gone to heaven. Yeah. Ha! <laughs> he never See, did like, not go to heaven. That's what I fucking hated about this movie. Like, I love this movie. All dogs go to heaven. Up until about the 20 minutes where I thought it started dragging 30 minutes. Like, <laughs> if he would have just blasted himself in the head, I would have been like, this movie was fucking great. Yeah, but so then he, it dragged on with this bullshit, 
and then this fucking meta-ness at the end. Well, you know, where it's like, like what the happened. in the beginning and then not want it at the well, end. No, but, real. but that's the thing that would be great for me is you get less meta and then the fucking real thing punches you at the face at the end. Well, you know, you got the three... That's a great fucking movie to me. Ah, right in a kiss. I agree with you. But you got, you've got the three potential suicides, right? The first time he goes to jump off the building, which How he probably... three just suicides? You got, only walk, committed got, suicide once. Got walked off. I said three potential suicides. I didn't say three suicides. Potential. Where he goes to jump off the building and that guy runs down. He probably just came down and took the cab back. Then goes to the, again goes to the theater and shoots himself in the nose. Now, did he mean to shoot himself in the nose or shoot himself ahead? Did he go for the nose just to get the better reviews? Possibly. Yeah. But then he but and, and then he jumps out the window at the hospital, which most likely he probably ended up did killing himself there. But what do you, but yeah, but that's the part that you thought was dragging that much, and I I didn't think it was really dragging. I thought it was interest a new a new yeah. thing for the last twenty the minutes. Last I thought it was interesting. twenty thirty minutes. I thought were very draggy for me, so. Like a I don't know. Queen? I wanted a queen. To me, I thought that if you end it at the part at the end of the play, the opening night where he kills himself, it's a clean break. I think it's a fucking great movie, mm. and I still think it's a great movie overall. But I think the last twenty minutes or so made it for me like from an A plus to like a B plus. Mm. That's just like my yeah. sort of opinion. I, I can understand it, but I, I I disagree. But I can understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but one thing I I, I want to start talking about the acting in this because yeah, the one thing that I love about this acting is I mean about this movie is the strong strong acting, strong cast, strong for acting. the most part. Yeah. So you have Michael Keaton. Keats. Right. Michael <laughs> fucking Keaton. Everyone's calling us his comeback. He's been here for years, but they're saying it's this comeback, right? Don't this call is it a comeback. The movie he was born to fucking play, right? I mean, this is his life. Well, if he had been born to play it, he wouldn't have done Batman yet. So you got to figure <laughs> he had to live through the trials and just Stop oh, t- yeah, trying to talk up. like Batman the entire fucking podcast, too, you asshole. All right, so but on that, like, yes, I, I, I uh, you know, if you know, I think Ed, Nor- Ed Norton played a spectacular role. Yeah, I think it was amazing as acting. However, I do agree with the actual, um, you know, J.K. Simmons is also amazing in Whiplash, which yeah. maybe we'll talk about another time. But like, I I'm not upset that J.K. Simmons get it. I think that was appropriate. I think they were equally deserving. I think I think but I I think J.K. No, no, I think J.K. Simmons. Is I think Ed Norton had uh, a wider range in this film than J.K. Simmons did in Whiplash, but I still think that J.K. Simmons. Is I mean, I'm, maybe I'm being an asshole, but I think Ed Norton was the strongest person in this film. Yes, I think. Oh, by far, I think by far. I think you Ed Norton's not in this film. This film's eh. Yeah, I mean, you Michael, put him in it. It's fu- Michael Keaton's good. They're all good, but Michael but Keaton's to put Ed Norton in it. It's fucking. Great to watch. Michael Keaton's role in this was more like, wow, like you're being really brave to, you know, face your own reality yeah. Yeah. in a movie at, at this scale. It wasn't so much his acting. Like his there, acting was okay. There were just some. There was so, so yeah, acting, like not no, bad. Nothing bad. It, it was nothing more like great. Wow, no, no, that's no. Really cool. like I, dis- I disagree with nothing bad because I think most of the time I think he did a spectacular job, but I think there are some scenes. Uh, Michael Keaton, for example, when he first comes in and talks with Emma Stone, where he finds the joint in the little office there, or whatever, downstairs, where she is. Well, what do you think is bad about that? I think he just, there are some points where, I don't know, he, he, oh, he oh, goes yeah, yeah. overboard, and he actually starts acting like he does on the stage. Yeah. Like, putting that extra I thought that was twang. the point, though. No. Nah, I don't think so. I don't think it was. there, he should have been playing himself. He should have been playing like, himself yeah. there. 
And maybe you're no, trying bro, to over. I mean, that's and maybe you're trying to yeah. overact to tell his daughter and make sure she doesn't continue with the drugs. But, but no, it does. I don't think that was the it point. It had that cadence of a on stage like there was like you know, I'm trying like, to be not viral and I'm trying to be me. It was like, like half right, half the li- it was like half the lines yeah. in that scene. He was talking like he was on stage where it has that, the separate cadence and stuff. And I just thought that was <clears throat> a bit off. Off-putting. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, to me, oh, by heard. far the strongest actor was Ed Norton. Like, you take Ed Norton out of this, I probably don't like the movie as much. I mean, second to that, I think, is Emma Stone. I think Emma Stone is good. She's not in it a lot, but she's just... She has <clears throat> yeah. a good entrance. She's a strong character. She's... Not in it a lot, but she's in it and she gets right out. Yeah. And then she plays kind of herself, to, to be honest, in this yeah. movie. But it's just a good she character. Again. And I think in that same scene, uh, I just talking about my Killian, yeah. I think she did a great job in that scene. I think yeah. she did an amazing job. Everyone I think we liked across the board was Zach Galifianakis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Minor part, With the glasses. With the well, glasses. Well done. Mainly the glasses. Because without the, the glasses, glasses I think... He'd, he'd be seen as a little overreacting too much. But the glasses really bring it home to what type of person he is. Now, well, he well, it, it, it cha- well, it also changes because uh, we always see him without glasses and, you know... So a different type the, of person. The, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, he then seems like a different person. He's no longer... Yeah. He might be Superman. It's a Clark Kent effect. No, what I'm saying is Emma Stone's got on. that I'm ass. Saying, That's what I'm saying. Was he fat in it? I couldn't tell. Was I'm just saying fat, he's so. no longer between the ferns. Was he between was two he ferns. fat or skinny in this movie? I couldn't tell. He's in between. Two so like, was ferns. this was he like just not coke diet Zach or no no, no. he was wasn't he wasn't super skinny like he was at, at uh, the Oscars at the, or at the, yeah 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 but he you know he oh, I think he was so yeah he was that's like what a, I was saying that's yeah. what I was he like, got he I don't got, know who the fuck that is because I saw a skinny. He got, jo- he got he got Jonah Hill skinny in that no. in that shit. No, no, because that's an insult. Because Jonah Hill is fat again. Like he goes well back exactly. And forth all the time. Exa- but but, he, but uh, he, well, uh, what you call it? One thing bad. Dom doesn't like it's somebody who's flip flopping between fat and skinny. You either choose to be fat or you choose to be skinny. You that's the one that's of them. that's Oprah that's Oprah syndrome. I, that's right why there. I fucking yeah. hate Oprah. You you choose, I hate I Oprah too. Like yeah. Is when you refer to yourself in the third person. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I had to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. George is getting angry. I was pulling a uh, Rick Ferino there, <laughs> referring to yourself in the third person. Oh, to your Rick. listeners, you don't want to know who he is. Host job eventually. Show up eventually. We'll bleep that out. Just kidding. We love you, Rick. No, we don't. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I thought he played a good part. I mean, he also had a lot of his, like, character traits. Zach Galifianakis had a lot of his character traits in some of his he was good. side work. It was a little with different his little, for him, like, though, but it was good. Yeah. But... This man has interviewed the President of the United States of America. That's sad. <laughs> it's true. Sad for him or sad for the President? Naomi Watts. It's not sad for him. Yeah, good acting. She plays sexy. Yeah. No, I, I think she was sexy. Good, can I? I mean, the last thing I saw prior to this was her being a pregnant Russian prostitute oh, in, in Saint Vincent. Saint Vincent? So. Yeah. Wasn't she also a Russian prostitute in uh, History of Violence, or was she just Russian? Oh, was nah, she even matter. in History of Violence? I can't yeah. remember. She I've was. seen it so long ago. Doesn't matter. But regardless, I'm beginning to think she's. We a were all pony. big fans. <laughs> She's older now, you know. Leave Strivers hitting it. She's she aging she well. She's aging well. She yeah, I mean, I I would only hope that when I get married listen, one day, my wife looks that good when she's listen. I'll, I would, I would. You do bad things. Yes. Good Even things. Still. Bad things. Mediocre things. They're good and bad at the same time. You would think they're great, <laughs> but they're probably only. Uh, okay. 
Uh, they're phenomenal things. All the drums are playing. And who is the fucking the mom from the uh, not the mom the uh, the one that's dating Steve Carell in the office? That was the mom in this movie. Oh yeah, what's her face? What's her the mom to Emma Stone? Name, I don't know her real name. No one knows her name. Well, I mean, it's playing, was, playing Michael Keaton's wife. That was oh, the, she was, she, this is the actually only she's a movie. Chick from the Wire, uh, season two. What was she in the Wire? It's the she's only the movie I've ever cop seen with McNulty. Yeah. Oh, yes. That's right. She's the like you know new on the scene and that's right. She was in the office as Michael's girlfriend, Holly. Yeah, Holly. 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 It's the only movie I've actually ever seen her in. I've seen her in a TV show. never any movie. All right, so it's now I, saw her, time. I actually good. saw her on the subway one time. She's very tiny. She looked tiny. I assume she's probably like five foot yeah. tall or something. Yeah. Five feet tall, I should say. All right, now it's time for the review, review rating. Oh, no, we should probably do the who you want to drink with yeah. first. Yeah, that's more exciting, I think. I think we do both at the same time. As no, we no, around. we do that first. I'm going to let Aaron go first because he's always the asshole that chooses the most obvious one. <sighs> and this one, I think I want to drink with the theater reviewer. The bitchy... <laughs> oh, that was it Tabitha? Oh. Yeah. I want to choke that bitch. Tabitha something. Yeah, she needs a chokehold. Well, here's why. Well, I won't ruin why I wouldn't want to drink with other people because you guys may pick them. But, you know, she's seen some shit. She's in, you know, probably part of the New York institution for a couple of years. Well, no, if you're not in the industry, though, and you have nothing to gain by talking to her, you're not trying to butter her up or, you know, get a good review and you just want to get some good stories. She's definitely got a lot of sex just for a good review before. Yeah. Probably from She banged like Marlon Brando, you know, back in the day. Yeah, and guess what? She still looked good for being probably like 75. No, I thought didn't. she did for like 75. Yeah, I, 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 All right, for 75, I guess she looks good. But you were saying she's earlier in the sense that, 60. you know, still looking good. Like, yeah, I'll get in there. She's probably like 69. No, I would. She's <laughs> like a gilf. That's a gilf, dude. No, it's not a gilf. That is a gilf. It's not a gilf. Helen Mirren's a gilf. Helen Mirren's a gilf, yeah. Julie Andrews is a gilf also. Sure. She looks fantastic at the Oscars. Yeah, she's good. <laughs> for her anyway, age. We digress. She's like Brett, 78. Brett, who do you want to joke with in this film? I can't. Emma Stone. That's <laughs> a good answer. Shocker. I'm not surprised by that. That's what he'd do to her. <laughs> Drink. I choose Ed Norton. I knew you would. Of course. And, and he would I be think, such a douchebag. I don't, dude, of course. I don't give a shit, man. It's all good. And I say the more drinks that you have during this movie, the harder it is, it is to, go, to understand. I think. We're not to that point yet. Listen, what I'm saying is, <laughs> what, what I'm saying is, dialogue is incredibly important in this movie. You got to fucking da- pay dialogue attention. Is? What? Dialogue. Dialogue is important. One of those weird words when you try to say it, it yeah. sounds like it's made up. Uh, fuck it. I'm drinking with Michael Keane. Dude has some shit to say. Oh, I'm surprised we didn't cut him out of the running like we did with the last. Well, I mean, honestly, if I would change my decision, I'd go with Mike Clean just to ask about the filming of Multiplicity because that is one of my most. Oh, oh, we're oh, drinking with oh, Birdman. I remembered the film I that he's in with Andy Garcia, and he used the the serial killer called Desperate Measures. I never saw. It. I, I've heard of it. I know it's popular, but I never, yeah. I never actually. That's just called for in Desperate Times. Yeah, Desperate well. Measures. All right. Uh, if I wasn't choosing Michael Keaton. I would go from Holly from The Office. I think she seemed like a cool chick. She was loyal. I like that. Uh, anyway, no, I, my, I, I, I would choose Naomi Watts over her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, yeah, I'm a liar. Yeah. I probably would choose her too because oh. she, she wanted something. <laughs> and I probably would give it to her. 
but <laughs> it's for another time. Anyway, my brew review rating. I don't think you need a, a lot of drinks. Actually, you probably need to be sober to really understand the dialogue here. But, you know, I'll give it a one one drink to three drinks is a good good zone to be at. You, you know? You've done this to me before. We need an exact number. Two drinks. All right. I, I guess that's my standard. I don't want to sound like a boner. My standard is two drinks just because... I guess I'm a bit of an alcoholic, and I like to have two drinks at me in me at all times. That's my. That's my that's two my drinks makes you an alcoholic. Amen. I disagree. If you always <laughs> want to do two drinks when you're watching a movie, yes, I already probably. gave my. I already gave my opinion. So, um, if two drinks makes you an alcoholic, then call me Betty Ford. Well, you just said like an asshole. Your fucking sick voice. I hate you with your sick voice. All right, so I'm going with uh, zero drinks. You don't need anything to enjoy this film. It's good. I say no drinks because I fell asleep for having too many drinks. So <laughs> I would advise stay awake, stay sober, catch the film. It's a great one. Stay Deserving in school. of the accolades. Stay in school, Don't kids. do drugs. My, my exact milk. assessment would be it dragged on the last 20 minutes, is my opinion. Other than that, I, I thought it was great. But... We all, I know. We all know. Anyway, uh, the last thing I want to mention is we want you to email in to brewreviewpodcast at gmail.com to give us some recommendations for our next brew review. So we want it to be somewhat in the comedy live action genre, something that's been out probably in the last six to eight months. But any recommendations will do, and we will choose the best one for our next podcast. And we'll send you a special gift if you're... Film is chosen. It might be a naked picture of Brett or Sean. You so will have no to idea. be determined. You have no idea what that is. To signed, be determined of signed, but nude. trust me, yeah. trust me, it'll be worth it. To be determined of whose naked pic you get. I don't want to deter our 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 audience too much, but it's gonna be really special. I'll give you a naked picture of me. <laughs> All right. Well, that's signing some, out, from Greg, from the Brew Review, the Oscar edition. Thank you all. Mmm. review. Mmm. review. Mmm.